Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. This is the Bob Cordaro Show podcast, WILK News Radio. We are back for our number two. The Club for Common Sense reconvenes. Somebody texted him, Bob, seriously, what are us Democrats swallowing? Please, for Christ's sake, define the ideology you say we are all indoctrinated with. Let me say this to you. You are beyond hope. Because, and, and, and you're beyond spending time to convince. Because if you don't know what the problem is, you will deny there's a problem when it slaps you in the face. No matter if it's crime or the border or Biden corruption, as obvious as a nose on everyone's face, you don't care. So... I'm not going to spend my time on you. I really am not. I I apologize. Please listen. And if somewhere your mind and your heart open up to reality, truth, and fact, you'll get it immediately. And let's uh, mention again. Sergeant Joe Chisco, U.S. Army, Dallas. 1965 graduate of Dallas High School. He was an Army recon specialist with armor. He was killed in action in Cambodia, June 9th, 1970. Received the Bronze Star for Valor, including gallantry in action. Bronze Star of Merit. He's buried at St. John's Cemetery in Dallas. Surviving him were his sisters Rita, Barbara, and Judith. And I want to thank Arthur Baird for sending this information in. Uh, I don't know if it was only on the moving memorial wall, but Joe Chisco could be found on 9W-31. I think they coincide directly, the moving wall and the Vietnam Memorial. Uh, But... He, we're honoring him today. And we'd like to acknowledge Pizza Bella, home of the no-carb crust. Can't get any better than that. Route 309 Mountaintop. And this hour brought to you by Dunmore Lumber. In Dunmore, you don't need to go big box. See Michelle, Ron, or Gary at Dunmore Lumber, 622 South Blakely Street. Again, you don't, for selection price, all that, you don't need to go big box. Now, we 
were gone yesterday. And so, I can't say we, it was just me because Johnny was here. And uh, John Perola did not get to do it, but he graciously agreed to do Monday Musings on a Tuesday. And here he is. John Perola, how are you? It's good to uh, good to hear you, Bob. I uh, hope your trip was uh, was was productive and relaxing. Well, it, and it was nice, and it was it was so nice because it was bookended with our family uh, right. missing you and Linda, of course. But it was bookended with our family, and uh, on both bef- the night before I left and then the night I got back. So that was great. Um, that's that's great. I'm glad. So well, tell me uh, what what's on for today. What do you want to talk well, about? Well, for your listeners, uh, we, Bob and I were kind of going back and forth. Um, I, guess I keep wanting to go back to the Federalist Papers, and, and, the, and the news keeps dragging us back into current events. So uh, a little bit on, the, on what happened with China and Taiwan and their latest blockade and their latest reaction. It's just one of those things where no matter how hard we try to ignore it, it keeps popping back into the news. And uh, for, the Foreign Affairs Chairman, Michael McGill, uh, visited uh, Taiwan, and then the Taiwanese president made a trip to the U.S. And, and the way those trips go when the Taiwan president comes to the U.S. is he, he really doesn't come to the United States. He, he uh, in this case, she um, says that she's going to someplace in Central America, and then because of the logistics of air travel, she fuels in the U.S. and meets a couple of people because otherwise we'd, we'd really annoy the Chinese. So we, we make an effort to, to not upset the Chinese. I want your listeners to understand that. I mean, we kind of go out of our way not to uh, annoy the People's Republic of China. So that's that. But regardless of that, Xi's reaction was to be extremely upset about that. He fired ballistic missiles over Taiwan again and into areas. Those missiles landed in areas that are trade lanes for Japan. So that's kind of a, a pretty major escalation. And about 70 to 80 ships and aircraft practiced the blockade. And then uh, President Xi uh, publicly discussed boarding and inspecting ships bound for Taiwan. And that, folks, by any definition, is a blockade when you board and inspect ships that are bound for another uh, location. And then Xi said publicly that his military has to be ready to invade China by 2027. That's five years from now. Now, McCall, the, the Foreign Affairs Committee chairman of the House, stuck with the line that the status of China, Taiwan is a major non-NATO ally which leaves in place kind of that ambiguity we talked about as to whether we defend them militarily or not. And then the White House had their very helpful response that they didn't want the Chinese to overreact. Um, and if I were a person living on Taiwan, those comments certainly wouldn't help me sleep any better. But that's kind of where we are. Uh, and a little bit of an update uh, just for your listeners on what's going on in Taiwan. In the waters around Taiwan, ships move about five trillion dollars in goods every year i mean it's a major area for uh commerce stuff coming out of china stuff coming out of taiwan japan all those air all those countries have use those same sea lanes so when china says hey i'm going to deny that sea lane uh, or it's my sea lane it has it has it could have a potentially huge impact to the global economy and any war there would have monstrous economic consequences worldwide so it's you know, our option of ignoring it is kind of not really there. We really can't ignore what's going on there. So in that sense, Taiwan is both extremely important and extremely vulnerable. I wouldn't want to be in charge of their defense with China right next door. Um, And, you know, for your listeners, what do you think would happen to Japan, South Korea, and the Philippines? What, What would they do if China were to take Taiwan? 
you know, they would have to rethink their alignment with the United States, correct? I mean, if we were to be rational, we certainly couldn't fault those countries, Japan, South Korea, and the Philippines, if they wanted to rethink their alliances with the United States if the U.S. didn't or decided not to or couldn't protect Taiwan. Um, nations have interests, not friends, and that entire region is watching how this plays out. So that's the question. That's the larger scope. So the, the question then for the United States is always, is this worth defending at the cost of human lives, U.S. lives? Because ultimately, that's how you have to calculate every military involvement. And the alternative would be for us, if we don't defend them, we become kind of a regional power. And it's something a gentleman named Bing West described us as being, at that point, the Brazil of North America. Brazil is a very important regional power, but has no reach. And our Pacific power would likely have to retreat to Guam and Hawaii. We'd retain our alliances. Well, I think our European, our, our European influence would dramatically uh, disappear, despite Macron's statement that it's not well, their business. Yeah, it's funny you bring that up, because exactly, our, our, we'd retain those alliances in the EU, but the EU is becoming less and less important on the global stage, and China's influence in the Middle East would increase. And, you know, obviously, if we're no longer a world power, if we're now a regional power, because there, there are people making the argument that, hey, we should pull back to our borders. Right? I mean, that's, that's a, I, I understand the argument, whether I agree with it or not, is a topic for another time. But if we pull back, we have to understand that that's the, that's the result of that. And meanwhile, our United States Navy, which I'm near and dear to, is decreasing in size and even even more than it was. I mean, we're down now below 300 ships, and we're going to cut that even further. And you know, now our defense budget uh, that's been proposed is actually below the rate of inflation. So this is the one government program that's actually getting cut in the in in our in our budget is is our military. And there's no way Taiwan's 24 million people are going to stop a determined invasion by China's 1.4 billion. So. Um, and we have the problem that we're deeply divided here in the United States. Congress can't even ban TikTok because, as the congressmen themselves actually admitted, it would cost them votes. And those votes are more important than the fact that our phones are walking around carrying Chinese spyware. I mean, the, our congressmen have said that. They cannot, they, they will not make that, that move because they know it will cost them a large amount of votes. So, the Chinese, so onto the Chinese military exercise. What happened after the Taiwanese president's visit is a we mentioned they overshot the island with ballistic missiles. They sorted, they sortied those aircraft and ships, and then they surrounded the island in, in what's what we would call a prelude to a blockade, right? So what they did is they did all the work for a blockade and then didn't actually pull the noose, if you will, and blockade. Now, now that, those are the facts. My opinion is that I don't really believe that's a tactic that China would use a blockade if they really wanted to take Taiwan. And the reason is that history shows us that blockades don't work to China's strengths. And let's say you surround the island, and let's say that they inspect every vessel coming into um, to, to, to Taiwan. You need to think of it as if you just got hit with a massive snowstorm in Pennsylvania. Yeah, eventually you could possibly starve, but for the first several days, you're likely to feel nothing unless your, your stock of yin runs low, right? And then, then you're going to run out of your perishables, and then your pasta sauce gets diluted with more pasta and less sauce. But, you know, uh, you're, you're going to be fine for a, a long period of time. And by the, by the time you're not fine, the National Guard's out and they've figured a way to drop supplies and something changes, right? That's, that's, what a block, that's the weakness of a blockade. And it's the same thing if, if the Chinese were to try to blockade Taiwan. And it gives the U.S. and its allies time to react. And 
you know, we could build up supplies and deliver it to them. And if we decided to build up supplies and deliver, that puts the onus on China to make the next reaction. And, you know, for example, let's say there's a blockade and the U.S. flies a C-17 transport plane full of humanitarian cargo. It would be up to China to take the next escalatory step of shooting it down. Right. If it were me and I were the president, I would send a humanitarian cargo ship escorted by naval vessels from Australia, the U.S., Korea and Japan. And then, you know, hey, Z, your move. What do you want to do about it? Right. Because if he were to attack that, he would be attacking all those nations. So. Well, there's also uh, and I was talking about this uh, just last week. There's also, and we're we're over, so I want to take a break, or or you tell me if it's natural to to uh, to stop here. But one of the things that China has done to prop up their economy, from taking over Macau to taking over Hong Kong, they want to take Taiwan over intact to to prop up at least a small part of their economy for a period of time. And most of their solutions to the Taiwan problem uh, don't allow them to do that. Right. And that's, maybe we should take a break and then come back to this because this is exactly where we need to go, right? You're, you're exactly right, Bob. What, what is their next move is really the question that we should be thinking about. And then how do we respond to that? Yeah. All right. We'll take a break here. We'll come back. Uh, John Perillo, Monday Musings, a Tuesday edition. We'll be back with John after this. Murph picked that one for uh, Tommy P. Celebrating our dear lost Jude Portnova. We're back. Bob Cadero with you. Honoring Sergeant Joe Kisco, U.S. Army out of Dallas. He was an Army recon specialist killed in action in Cambodia on June 9th, 1970. Buried in St. John's Cemetery in Dallas, memorialized on both the moving wall for the Vietnam. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Casualties and uh, also at the Vietnam Memorial. 
So we're talking with John Perillo. Someone uh, pointed out to us that uh, John and hopefully this can make some bit of a difference, but that we have returned Wake Island back into an active military installation. And yeah. we're also reoccupying Subic Bay in the Philippines. I, I, I'd read that, and I, I, that's a positive development if they are properly uh, developed and equipped. Right. And I think you have to think of it also in terms of what the Filipinos wanted. The Filipinos would see what's going on in Taiwan, and they prefer to be, they'd prefer to be completely independent. They made that very clear. Uh, they didn't really like U.S. involvement either, but they certainly prefer us to the Chinese. Right? And I think as, as Bob alluded to right before the break, you know, the, the, the Chinese don't have a lot of great options here either. Right? So if hypothetically they tried to blockade uh, Taiwan, China itself is vulnerable to a blockade. You could sink a couple of ships in some strategic locations and choke off most of their oil. They can't feed their local populations with food that they grow in China. They don't have enough of it. They have to import it. Um, you know, the question is one of will. Who caves first in the case of a blockade? And you now history tells us, and we, this is why we study it, that totalitarian regimes are willing to allow vast numbers of people to die. We know that, right? So, you know, if, if, I don't know what Z's thinking, but certainly it would not be a cakewalk for China if we and our allies held together Macron's comments aside. Right? So that's there's that. And it's and that reason that makes a quick strike much more likely. And it's that reason that makes me look at those uh, aircraft sorties in a slightly different light. The, the reason why the China sorties those aircraft towards Taiwan is that eventually that becomes normal, right? So your military looks at that sortie and they say, well, is this just another Chinese military sortie to, piss, you know, to aggravate us or is this an attack? And if they do it every week or every other week, there's no way to really know that. That's called, they, they call that normalizing. So we have some options, you know, but I think the real question is, what does Z want? That's always the question. And, of course, we don't know the answer. And it's entirely possible, and in my mind, it's entirely likely, that he really doesn't want a conflict. Because Sun Tzu says that we don't want the conflict. We want to win without conflict. And what I think is happening is he's trying to create pressure on the Taiwanese people and have them hopefully vote for a more, more pro-China government. Right. In the past, China has had some, um, Taiwan has had some premiers, uh, prime ministers who are quite pro-China. Well, there is a and race. You, There's an election right now that, that exactly. features a pro-Chinese uh, candidate. Exactly. That's exactly Bob's point. Right. So if, if, you're a if you're a Taiwanese citizen and you're watching all this go on, you know, it's easy to say, I want my independence and I want to be free. It's another thing to say that when somebody's pointing a gun at your head, and I will guarantee you, and I, I always love when you do your, you know, your honoring of the troops, you know, when, the, when somebody points a gun at you, your, your calculus changes. And I can imagine that there are people in Taiwan who say, hey, look, life with, with, a, with a marginally pro-China policy beats the heck out of having China threatening us every week, right? And, and I could see that influencing the vote. So I, it is my personal opinion. I have nothing to go on other than my personal opinion. So what Z is doing here is attempting to influence that very vote that, that Bob just alluded to. There's a, there's a, a new election coming up. He's creating a lot of pressure. If that election doesn't go his way, I expect this to ratchet up. 
if it goes his way, I expect it to ratchet down. So those are, that's something I would watch for in the news. Well, let's keep up on it, uh, John Perillo. I appreciate it very much. Monday Musings, a Tuesday edition with our friend John Perillo. We'll talk to you next week, my friend. Thank you, Bob. Welcome back. Always good to talk to you and your listeners. Have a great day. Okay. We'll take this break. Come back with the weather and then you, 570-883-0098. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from meteorologist Joe Snedeker. Today, passing scattered showers. Yes, there could be a flurry mixed in. You're not seeing things. Cloudy, chilly, some peaks of sun. It might get as high as 52. Tonight, sprinkles with some flurries mixed in. A low of 32. Tomorrow morning, clouds then sunny, warmer, and dry. High of 62, so back to spring. And then Thursday, chance of early showers with sun later on, high of 72. That's not bad, right? It's one one uh, day. So, yeah, we're, we're taking steps to reactivate and reassert with fixed position bases in the South China Sea area. The, the, the concern I have is that we're down to, we're going to be down shortly to 272 ships. And we've still got worldwide commitments. And you've obviously got coastal commitments, meaning the coasts of the United States. All your commitments are not in far-flung areas. You've got the Middle East, the Caribbean, the Indian Ocean, and obviously the Atlantic and Pacific. So, I don't know. It's... uh, We just have the worst leadership that this country has ever had at the helm. And that includes, in my view, Mark Milley and Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin and Secretary of State Anthony Blinken and National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan. It doesn't even, it isn't even just Biden and Kamala Harris and the Democrats. We've got truly horrible leadership and it's great pause for concern i've told you i would not want to go to war with haiti with this leadership i really wouldn't they're they're just awful absolutely awful people and terrible leaders but they've ascended fallen upwards remember joe biden falling three four five times headed up the um, stairwell and that's basically what he did career-wise he fell up the stairs and now we find him as our president and people that he's appointing by the way I'm watching videos of a bunch of thugs, hoodlums, beating up a girl at the at her doorway, and then they're just marauding 
through Chicago. And the newly elected mayor is worried about demonizing. Uh, Wow. Bad stuff. Bad leaders. Clive from Beaumont on China and Taiwan. How are you, Clive? Good morning, Bob. China obviously is flexing their muscles more and more. And it's only a matter of time before war breaks out between China and Taiwan, which probably won't last long. But I said that when Russia invaded Ukraine. And boy, was I wrong on that one. But anyhow, uh, you know my prediction, by the end of summer next year, the United States is going to be involved in an armed conflict. I hope I'm wrong. And that foursome you mentioned just scares the heck out of me. This is what we have leading this country and our once great military. Wow. We're in big, big trouble, my friend. I know it. Uh, Clive, it's, uh, I'm, I'm reminded of a, a, a in fact, it, it was Fred Thompson, the old Tennessee senator, in, in one of his roles in uh, uh, Red October. And yeah. he said, uh, you know, we may not live through this. I mean, this could go out of get out of hand quickly, and I'm I'm with you on that, Clive. I appreciate it as always. Thank you. Sure, Bob. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be back. Bob Cadero, the eponymous show. We roll on. I'm a bagpipe fan. That is the Royal Scots Dragoon Guards. They had the number one hit in the UK. This date in 1972. Their rendition of Amazing Grace. Bob Cadero back on WILK. Yes, it is the Club for Common Sense. And we do provide a sanctuary of sanity. Appointment radio. Uh, Doug says he's tearing up. <laughs> I, they, it's, it is. They, they just give you a great emotional uh, feeling. And, and I love it. Joe, the line painter, checking in, and I was talking about that, this uh, video of a a girl getting attacked by this pack of jackals. And, man, you you just can't have this. And what do these kids learn? They're going to turn out to be worse. This is like hijinks compared to what is happening with adults in Chicago, in addition to this fiasco on Sunday of these people marauding, there were 11 killed over that weekend. Scary stuff. Gary from Shavertown. Hi, Gary. Hey, Bob. How are you doing? You have a great, great show today in the... You know, uh, you were talking about that Chinese balloon, and here's the thing. Here's how I looked at the whole situation. They put that thing over our country, and you were talking about, you know, uh, a mass psychosis. What our country is in right now is mass catatonia. They call it reaction formation. And uh, everybody's looking at their cell phones, seeing who likes them, who doesn't like them, who shares and all this. And they're flying a balloon right over NORAD, and and it's it's really sad. And uh, yeah, but, 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 but Gary, you have on every week. He's a smart guy. Yeah, he is. But Gary, and that's why I have him on every week. He's great. But if was President Biden looking at his phone? Was Lloyd Austin looking at his phone? 
I mean, the people, their the people are they're supposed to do ba- something. Ba- they're bank accounts. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> no, it's it's a it's it's a disgrace. And then then to they do these. There's there's something called stages of grief. Well, this is stages of lies. They lie, they get caught. They say something else, they get caught. They say something else, they get caught. They they, they said it wasn't uh, being directed, the balloon. Then they said it didn't come over any sensitive place, uh, military bases. Then they said it wasn't transmitting information in real time. Lie after lie after lie, all untrue, unreal. Well, you know what? You know what, Bob? I blame both parties because these are all educated people for the most part. They went. How do you blame both parties, Gary? This this, this thing, this thing about fairness. When one party is one hundred percent wrong on everything, we've got to get out of it. Democrats got to step up and stop this. Everybody saw this coming for the last 20 years, and nobody did nothing about it. It's like, like Let's not worry about 20. I'm sorry, Gary. We usually agree. Let's not, what the hell does 20 years have to do with it? This, this, is, this is something that happened that they knew was happening for weeks, and they well, didn't I'm, stop no, it. I'm not talking specifically about the balloon. I'm talking about putting China in the World Trade Organization. And it's like Claude well, Rains I, I, in I, Casablanca. He said, I'm shocked. I'm shocked there's gambling going on in this establishment. Both parties are fainting like they don't know what's going on. They've all been clicking. If you're talking about in the past, obviously. However, I give Clinton a pass on this because it looked like the right thing to do at the time. At the time. It, it certainly is not now. But. Well, you, you're right, Bob. We're not going in a good situation. and. There was a guy from uh, Germany a long Gary, time we, ago. We, we got to go. My apologies, but all right, Bloomberg right. Money Man. Look him up. <laughs> the police moved into the top 10 charts at number 10 with that song, Don't Stand So Close to Me, this date in 1981. A lot of fun comments on the uh, bagpipers. Somebody claiming if, it's, if it isn't Scottish, it's crap. Well, I don't agree with you there. I know some awfully good Irish bagpipers. So I, I, I don't go with the air. And then Body Shop Guy said that they must have played Amazing Grace at Spock's funeral. See, this is new Star Trek. I didn't follow them through everything. I'm just an original series fan, Body Shop Guy. Well, we are honoring, at the behest of his friend Arthur Baird, Joe Chisco, U.S. Army. And Arthur writes, Joe was a classmate of mine at Dallas High School in 1965. He was the son of Helen and Joe Sr. and was married to Cheryl. He had three sisters, Rita, Barbara, and Judith. He was an Army Recon Specialist, Armor Corps, B Troop, 3rd Squad, 4th Cavalry, 25th Infantry Division. He was killed in, uh, in action in Cambodia on June 9th, 1970. He received the Bronze Star for Valor, Valor with Distinguishing Device for Gallantry in Action. Also received the Bronze Star Medal for Merit. He is buried in St. John's Cemetery, Dallas, PA. Arthur continues, a few years ago as I went to Roosevelt Field, Sawyersville, in order to honor Joe at the moving memorial wall while struggling to view his panel, 9W-31, A woman asked who I was looking for. 
When I said his name, she told me she was Joe's sister, Rita, who was also there to honor him. I introduced myself, and she thanked me for thinking of her brother. And let's hope uh, both of you are listening today. Uh, Amazing uh, stuff. Uh, And, yeah, Joe Chisco. No less than the three young people from this area who were killed in that horrendous car accident on the Schuylkill Expressway by a drunk driver. Their their Uber driver was also killed. Four killed, one car. They did the right thing and still died because someone did the wrong thing. And you, you think of them and you think of somebody like Joe Chisco and you say, these lives, had they been led, would have made us all better. They would have made their family stronger. They would have made their community stronger, their town, and, yeah, the country. And we're deprived of them. Well, I I started this in response to someone who texted me that I never come up with solutions, and I'm always whining. Well, I, I first pointed out to them, well, you don't listen. And and that's fine. A lot of people don't listen. And, and I, also, you may not have the time commitment, so I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. But here's what we do. We save Social Security and Medicare by reducing benefits to the well-off and eliminating them for the wealthy. We eliminate public employee unions. We have very strong civil service laws and protections, but public employee unions have to go. They're working for us in government and against us on policy. And they influence elected officials to a degree where they get benefits that we can't afford. It's just what it is. We need dramatic reform of the Department of Defense. We're spending $800 billion a year. And we're getting less and less for it. You you, you look at people like Mark Milley and Lloyd Austin and you realize, oh, that's why. Oh, and and that's right. As uh, my friend Mark Mayer pointed out, uh, how about Kirby? The spokesman liar. We have to pass a balanced budget amendment, and where we can start is to not increase the debt limit when we approach it this May. We've got to revamp and renew government natural gas and oil leases and distribution, including the Keystone XL pipeline. We've got to reduce taxation and regulation. We've got to end drilling restrictions for Anwar and the Arctic and offshore. We've got to eliminate and outlaw, as contrary to uh, fiduciary responsibilities, ESG and CEI, Corporate Equity Index, and all the nonsense. They're contrary to fiduciary duty of the companies and investment advisors and companies who are pushing it, like BlackRock. Remember them. We've got to eliminate Medicare and Medicare, Medicaid, And pay premiums in whole or in part to private insurers for everyone, depending on what you could afford. 
We have to pounce on and prosecute the prosecutors and mayors who won't enforce the law. We have to outlaw no bail policies. We have to reinstitutionalize the homeless. We have to build institutions again. Deinstitutionalizing did not and does not work. We tried it. And if you are not willing to find shelter and shelters that are available, if you want to live on the street, we'll give you so many days. If you don't, if you stay on the street, you go in an institution until you're well enough to go out and take care of yourself. Eliminate homeless. We need to equalize all tariffs and just as importantly, non-tariff barriers with every country we trade with. Same deal across the board. We need an immediate summit with Putin. We need an immediate summit with G. And we've got to reset those relationships. We've got to reverse Title IX inclusion of men. We've got to outlaw any teaching of gender ID or criminal race theory in schools K through 12. And we've got to close the border to all but legal immigrants and deport all criminal aliens. That's for starters. For finishers for this hour, we'll go to the news with Paula Degnan, and then I'll be back. WYLK News Radio. This is the Bob Cordaro Show Podcast. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 